morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. As you can see, I'm solo today. This is my first foray into doing a LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, whatever platform you happen to be watching on, on my own. And a lot of people have asked me, well, did you just not have a guest today? And I honestly, I didn't have someone booked for today, but usually what I would do in that circumstance is just wait and skip to the next week. But I've had a lot of questions lately that have come in to me personally. And so I thought, what the heck, I'm going to go on live and I am going to share some of the things that I've been going through recently, as well as how I got to where I am today. So um, I have to oh, manage multiple things at one time. So for those of you joining for the very first time, Recipe for Su Success was started because I have always had a passion for cooking. And one of the things that I was noticing as I was cooking was that there was always one special ingredient or technique that was critical to the outcome of the recipe. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that's also true in life and in business. So I started bringing guests on that were succeeding in whatever area that they were focused on. And in the beginning, it was a little bit all over the place. And about midway through last year, I really started focusing on women, uh, women doing great things in their life, in their business, whatever it was. Um, of course, being in the employee benefits industry, a lot of those people are peripheral to what I do. And it's been really fun getting to know their stories and a little bit more about what they do. So drum roll, please. Uh, without further ado, I would like to tell you a little bit about my story. A lot of you probably already know it, but maybe some of you don't. So when I was younger, much, much, much younger, uh, I was actually, I actually started in the automotive industry. I was a sales rep for an automotive parts company, and um, I was one of six female representatives in a sales force of about 250 men in a hugely male-dominated industry, as you can imagine. Um, and I took the job, and I loved it, and I was doing quite well at it. And then a strange thing happened. I met this guy, and he got my attention. Turns out, 36 years later, I'm still married to him. But um, the result was that I had to move. So when I moved, my job was not available in the area that um, I was moving to. So I kind of had to start all over again. And I, back in the day, the way you found a job was you went to an employment agency. So that's what I did. And I went on multiple interviews and I ended up taking a job at um, an insurance agency as an administrative assistant because um, freshly married, new town, didn't want to travel that much. So this seemed like a, a great job for me. And um, I liked it. And fast forward mm, six months into it, I immediately realized that I kind of like that benefits part of it. And I already had a little bit of a sales streak in me, so I'd like the opportunity to sell. So I went to the owner of the agency and I said, Dudley, that was his name. Um, I would really like to sell. And he looked at me and he said, mm, you're not going to be any good at that. I don't think that's going to work out. You're not very um, extroverted. People don't really like you. So, you know, I don't, I'm not sure that's going to be a good fit for you. Well, I looked him in the face and said, I'd like to try it anyway. So we came to this fabulous compromise. Um, I got to take a cut and pay. I still had to do spend half of the day 
working in my admin role, but I was allowed to go out and sell. To make a long story short, um, about a year later, he decided it was time to retire and started selling his shares in the agency to me. There were four other partners, so it wasn't, I didn't take over the whole agency. Um, so obviously, if you really want something, you believe in yourself, give it a try. Um, don't believe what other people say that you can or can't do. So definitely go for it. Um, and before I go on to the next, I am, I have a comment that says, oh, that green is your color, correlates with the heart chakra and seeing you leading from your heart. Oh, Nikki, thank you. I was excited to wear my green jacket today. So thank you so much for that. So anyway, I was um, at that agency for about 10 years and um, the older partners were retiring and one of the younger partner decided that it would be a good idea to merge with another agency. Well, it felt like we just turned the clock back because it was another good old boys club. And um, they said uh, they weren't going to, they didn't want me selling. I really needed to be in a support role. And I said, uh, no, thank you. I've already done that. And that's the point in time when I decided that I was going to go out on my own. Uh, my son was two and a half, three years old at the time, and I wanted to be able to be a good mom. I still wanted to pursue my business. And so I really, I took the leap. I started my own agency. I was able to buy a very small portion of my book and business. So it was really like starting over again. And I sat in this little tiny office by myself, terrified, wondering what I was thinking to do such a crazy thing. And um, I want to say it was about a year. It took me about a year to kind of come out of the shock of going through this. Carrier reps no longer called on me. I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. So I had to really build that up and get that going again. Uh, I've got a couple more comments. Um, oh, thank you, Emma. I will respond to that. Um, Esther says, green is the color of champions. Yes, my husband asked me, he said, he's like, is that your master's jacket? Why not green and pink mix? I love it. Um, going out on your own can feel so scary. How did you get over your initial nerves and fears? Uh, I literally, it just took time. I mean, that's, that's basically what it was. And I would force myself to pick up the phone, get out of the office and go see people. Carrier reps didn't want to call on me. So I started calling them and asking them to come see me because that was kind of the least scary thing that I could possibly do. So I did that. Um, and that was really helpful. Um, yeah. I mean, Joel, same thing, Joel. I just really, I knew it was important. And I think that that's one thing that has always been true in my life is there's always something that inner, inner voice says it's time to do it no matter how scary it is. And so I have taken that leap. Um, <laughs> yeah, Joel and, and Emma are saying the same thing. So I, uh, I went from being on, on my own and then it, eventually it was time for my son to um, start kindergarten. And I was on the opposite side of a, of a bridge that was, could be very difficult to get across. And so I decided, well, I was going to move out of my little office <clears throat> and into my house for a while. So I did that and a funny thing happened. I don't know if it was being in a space that felt safe, but my confidence really started to grow and I started to get referrals and my business started growing and I wasn't in my house for very long before I did have to move back out 
and I started by hiring somebody for a half a day and then a full day and it continued growing. Um, this April, well, in five days, actually, uh, will be my 27th year of um, being in business as Olympic Crest Insurance. So believe in yourself, stick with it because it can be really hard. There have been many times over the years when I just thought, um, I'm not good enough. I can't keep up with everybody else that's doing things and maybe I should sell. And I've, I've explored it on a couple of different occasions. So just because you're feeling insecure or low today doesn't mean you're going to feel that way tomorrow. And also, I really suggest find your tribe, find your people that can support you because that really makes a huge difference. Um, so, oh, uh, thank you all for your support and comments. It really means a lot to me. Uh, so everything's going well. Agency's growing, continuing to bring on business. And then about five, six years ago, I made a really big mistake. I um, decided that I was going to bring somebody in to eventually become a partner because that person had purported to work with a lot larger accounts. And, and I thought I could grow and really learn from that person. And I thought it would be a great way to round out my agency. Well, um, not too long into having them at this agency, I realized it wasn't really a very good fit. And so I said, you know, um, I really respect you. Here's a deal I will offer you if you want to work here as a producer, consultant. But the partnership deal is off the table. We're, we're not compatible. We don't see things the same way. And the result was that um, that person decided to go off and start their own agency, um, defamation to me. And the, res the final result was it decided to sue me for half of my agency with zero investment in it, by the way. Um, so that started about a year long process where I was fighting to save my agency, save my um, reputation. And um, it was, it was devastating. It wasn't the cost, the dollars involved in the lawsuit, it was the emotional toll that it took on me because I lost all confidence in myself. I lost all faith in myself. During that period, of, I was in, in that lawsuit for about a year um, before we eventually settled uh, because I had to get on with my life. I couldn't take it anymore. It was not good for me and I was, um, I was losing business. I wasn't losing business because I was in a lawsuit. I was losing business because I lost myself and I really had to get past that point in time and I had to find a way to move forward. So I finally get clear of that and it might have taken me a full another year to recover from that. So I really had to do a lot of rebuilding, which you don't expect to be doing that after you've been in business for, you know, 20 plus years, but I had to, and I had to really find how I could move forward and once again, started to build momentum. Things are starting to look up, bringing on new accounts. And guess what? 2020 comes around and we're in the middle of a pandemic. I had just signed a new seven-year lease on a brand new office in February. We closed down in March, um, wondering what in the heck was going to happen. 
Um, so just absolutely buried myself in supporting our clients with understanding, um, how, you know, helping them with their documentation for PPP loans, how to deal with um, sick leave with COVID and put on invested in webinars for my clients that I paid for so that they could be better prepared to help it help themselves through it. And because of working out of my home and remotely, it really became a situation where I had a little bit more free time on my hands and I didn't want to get into a negative space. So what I started doing was I started investing in myself um, bigger than I ever have before. I decided now was the time that I really could benefit from being in coaching classes. And so I signed up for several programs, some of them better than others, but it definitely took away something out of every single one of them. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Ryan Miller, um, Andy Neary, and also um, Alex Sheridan. Um, he, his coaching was on um, content creation and LinkedIn marketing. It's a little bit different, but all three of those people I learned a tremendous amount from and really helped me find my voice again, find my confidence, and settle into what do I want to do with this, you know, golden years of my career, if you will. So I am going to um, pull up a couple comments here before I go any further. Melissa says, oh, thank you, Melissa. I appreciate that. Um, oh, <laughs> you guys are making me feel, uh, well, we didn't need that one. Uh, thank you. That's my mom. It's just, I've always been an inspiration. So I definitely appreciate that. Callie says, cliche perhaps, but that with that which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Once we find ourselves and find our calling, we are unstoppable. You're an inspiration. Thank you so much, Callie. I'm going to speak to Callie in a moment because um, she's been a big part of my growth as well. Building momentum repeatedly is a sign of uh, recognizing needs, desires, and how to show up for them consistently with a different approach and mindset. Good for you. Wow, that is so, um, thank you. Thank you. Resilience. I didn't know I had it, but apparently I do because uh, I'm like kind of one of those, um, many of you probably aren't old enough, but um, they used to have those kind of blow up things that you could, I want to call them rock'em, sock'em robots, but that was a different game. But, you know, the little things you'd punch down and they'd jump back up. So that's me. I just like punch me down and I'm going to, I'm going to get back up because um, I found the view is much better when you're standing up. I've always been a part of professional organizations, and I think that that's another thing that has really led me to um, know I could do better. And as a part of being, uh, as a result of being part of Health Rosetta Advisors, which is uh, an organization I'm currently a member of and a certified advisor, a couple of years ago, I was invited to go to spend some time with three other women, one I knew, one I had met once before and the other one I had never met. We went and stayed at one of the persons I'd only met once before's um, beautiful home in Montana. And the four of us watched the conference together and started to build a tribe and a friendship and a support system that I had never really had before in this industry. So um, I do need to mention these people specifically. Megan Narantz was the one who facilitated it. Lori Fearon hosted us at her lovely home. And Kelly Ortega, I had never met before and has become absolutely a beautiful part of my life. Um, and as things do, we tend to morph and our tribes expand and maybe we have subgroups. But um, Kelly 
Alison DePauli, Christine Shear, um, you guys also are just near and dear to my heart and have helped me through so much, given me a safe space to talk about different things. And now I'm going to cry. Shouldn't be tearing up on my own podcast, but given me a safe space. And it's really been beautiful to see how um, this industry, which is very short on women, have come around each other and really lifted each other up. Um, I should also, um, even though I'm not quite as close, um, I should also mention Emma Fox. She has also been a huge supporter of women in this industry and um, a huge supporter of mine as well. So really would like to um, thank all of you for that. Um, let's see, what do we have? Oh, hot peg if I had one. Yes, exactly. There was a name for them. They had a little face on them. I uh, can't remember it. Um, oh, thank you. So yes, find your people, find your tribe. It is absolutely, you know, one of the greatest things you can do, whether you're in this industry or you're in a different industry. And the beauty of today's environment no one lives anywhere remotely near me, except for Megan. She's about an hour away, but that's as close as anyone gets. But it doesn't matter because I know they're there. I can pick up the phone. We have, um, we get together every other week and we have a little book club. Um, we see each other at conferences and it's like we haven't missed a beat. So these people are really truly wonderful. Um, thank you, Nikki. Um, women supporting women. That's how it should be. And that doesn't mean to the to the detriment of men. It just means we face different challenges and different um, uh, different opportunities as well. Um, I'd asked for questions ahead, and a couple one of them came up a couple of different times is, you know, what were some of the biggest challenges being a female in a male dominated industry, as well as what were some of the greatest opportunities? So, speaking to the challenges first. I think is just quite frankly, the fact that quite often you're doubted. Um, you're seen as less than. I don't think it's intentional, but it's the society's programming. I can remember going to conferences when I was in my early-ish early -ish 20s as a producer, as we were called back in the day. And the first question was, whose assistant are you? And I would be like, I'm nobody's assistant. I, you know, I am the same as you. I am a producer. Um, and so it was, it was difficult, I think, in, in the beginning for people to take me seriously. And I had the same thing in the auto, in the automotive industry is actually worse than insurance. I'm going to tell you that right now. But the way I looked at it is everything that is an obstacle can also be an opportunity. So the opportunity that I saw was some people were going to close their door to me because I was a female and some people were going to open the door, maybe just out of the curiosity factor. But if I, I knew if I could walk in the door and I could get them to listen to me, I, I was 99% of the way there. And um, that has been true both in the automotive industry and the benefits industry. If I have the opportunity to sit down with you and talk with you and you're, and we're, on the same page as far as that conversation, nine times out of 10, that person is going to choose to do business with me because I'm invested in their success, not just mine. And I think that that sometimes is one of the big differences that sets women apart from men. 
So a couple more um, comments. Hmm, I love you too, Callie. Uh, yeah, so I got that one. Uh, sorry, I was a little caught up. Okay, well, we all got to see the comments twice. So um, a couple other questions that I had um, that came in prior to the show I wanted to address for sure. How do you define success for yourself? How has that changed? And how do you say no kindly? That was from Elaine Horton. Um, success for me is when my life feels in balance. When I am doing well in my career, when my marriage is strong, when my family is safe, and my friendships are strong. And I can say very clearly that has not always been true for me. I have sacrificed myself, my own personal cup filling, if you will, for way too many years. And I was always more concerned that everyone else was happy and forgot about myself in that equation. So when all of those things are in balance, for me, that's success. And there is no dollar sign attached to that. Um, it is really about being the best version of myself that I can possibly be. Um, and I think I said how that changed. Okay, and I really like this question. How do you say no kindly? I think as women, <laughs> we're expected to say yes a lot. The best way I've found to say no kindly is to say, thank you, I'm so flattered you thought of me, but that's not gonna work out for me right now. And remember, no is a complete sentence. We don't need to justify it. I'm going to pass on that right now. Simply say no, but always thank the person for asking. Thank you so much for thinking of me. It doesn't get much kinder or simpler than that. And don't justify it. We're entitled to say no, just as we're entitled to say yes. Um, Allison DePauli asked me, how did I develop my writing and video editing skills? So um, I did mention Alex Sheridan um, earlier. So I had gone through, he was very early on in developing his coaching program for helping people do video on LinkedIn. And I've been doing it for a while and I'd already gone through a couple other courses that were eh, maybe not um, as beneficial to me, but there was just something about his style. And he also gave me some tips on how to write headlines, how to do a few things I thought were super helpful. And so that was amazing. Full disclosure, I no longer do my own video editing. I now outsource to a wonderful woman out of Florida. If anybody wants um, that contact information, I'm happy to share it. Writing, I think, is easiest for me and comes out best when I'm just writing my truth, when I'm just writing what's on my mind. And it's a discipline as well. So when I first started becoming active on LinkedIn, I really made it a point to do it every day, Monday through Friday. It was the first thing on my calendar. It was written, it was an agenda item. I had to check it off every day. And you might think, well, how do you come up with ideas? I would just sit down and write what was about what was on my mind. Something I had seen on TV, heard in church, encountered with a client, read on LinkedIn. There would be always some seed of an idea that would allow me to tell how that affected me or what it made me think of. So I think both of those things are just a discipline. You start doing it and you stick with it. 
Um, the one piece of advice I will give to anyone that hesitates about either posting a written format or in video, just start because when you first start, no one's really paying attention anyway, and it gives you an opportunity to get comfortable and to improve. I mean, I go back and look at some of my videos for a couple of years ago and it's horrifying, but I keep going. I keep going. Um, so anyway, th oh, uh, no is a complete sentence. Amen to that. We have to remind ourselves of that. We don't need any anything further. Um, okay, so Serenity Owens asked, what are your essential self-care activities? How do you invest in your continued growth and development? For me, one of the absolute essentials is staying active and fit and eating well. Um, do I do it with 100% consistency? Absolutely not. But when I fall off from it, that is when I know that um, I'm not at my best. I don't feel my best. My mind isn't as sharp. So again, thank you to some of my fabulous uh, Peloton divas for keeping us accountable and getting me on that um, bike at least three times a week in the morning. It's invigorating. It certainly helps. I can't run the way that I used to just because uh, age does take a toll on the body, but um, staying active and knowing that you're doing the best for yourself. I also, um, for me, I absolutely have to get good sleep and I have to spend time with friends. So those are my, those are my big three things that I have to do. And how do you invest in your continued growth and development? I've been in this business for a long time. I was going to give you the number, but I can't remember anymore. It's been that long, 37 years. It is an ongoing quest for knowledge. I have, there has never been a week that has gone by since the day I started in this business when I haven't learned something new. If you're not learning something new, you should probably get into a different business. That's the bottom line. There is so much to know. We'll never know it all. There's so much to be gained. It's exciting. It's challenging. Um, you just have to, you have to be part of different organizations. I highly recommend being a member of at least one organization. And if you're in the benefits industry, um, National Association of Health Underwriters, Underwriters is your baseline. You have to be part of that. And then from there, find what fits. Um, look around, try different things out. But you are always better when you're part of a bigger group. And that doesn't necessarily mean a bigger agency, but a bigger think tank of people. So yes, I am always every day investing in my, um, in my growth and knowledge uh, retention. So that's, that's huge. Okay. Uh, Callie, my dear friend, uh, her question, her early question was, what has been your favorite or most fulfilling way to pay it forward personally, professionally, or both? Um, I love to help people. I really do. I love um, mentorship opportunities. I've done it um, for different people that have reached out to me and said, hey, can we have a conversation? Some people have done it on an ongoing basis. I don't do it professionally. I don't charge for it yet. Maybe that's something I'll do um, at some point in my career. But I... If other people succeed, that makes me happy. That fills my cup up. So I'm always looking for ways to lift others up, 
because, you know, as they say, we all rise. Um, there is no need to hold anyone down. We can all rise together. So I really and truly believe in that. That's one of um, the things that I just feel so strongly about. Okay, those are the questions I've had so far. So a couple things I'm going to leave with because I've managed to talk for almost a half an hour already. One of the things you guys have probably heard me allude to is age. And I want to bring it up because as a female on camera in this industry, I'll be 60 in a couple weeks. Well, not even a couple weeks, 10 days. I'll be 60. That is a hard pill for me to swallow because mentally I'm not. We won't discuss how old I am mentally, but um, I just feel that I have still so much more to give and so much more to do. So I'm really having to get over that. And part of that also goes along with, and this is exciting, but for some reason it gets in my head in a bad way, is I'm starting to see younger women come into this industry and succeed and do such cool things. And I'm like, dang it, I wish I was younger and I had those opportunities still in front of me. So I think that's been part of it. Um, aging gracefully, I think is um, a challenge because we do live in a youth obsessed society where um, we're told we need to look a certain way, be a certain way. And I have always, my entire career, always embraced being a female. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being good at what I do. I like to dress however I want. Um, and if that means wearing a, a, a very nice dress to work in my home office, that's what I'm going to do. I might have crazy hair. I mean, if you ever watch me on my videos over the years, it's always in a different uh, style. Um, I have tattoos. I am proud of those as well. So I think it's really just about embracing yourself and knowing that you're okay at whatever age you are. I'm telling this to myself. So um, that's been a big thing for me. Um, oh, I'm just going to have a couple more comments. Uh, Joel said, thank you for being that person for me. I've really enjoyed helping you, Joel. It's been so much fun. Um, Lou, oh, Lou, thank you. Um, so thank you for being an ambassador for our industry. Um, Emma said, how can someone connect with you for mentoring purposes? Um, great question. So if you're reach out to me on LinkedIn, is a super easy way. You can email me directly, which is nancy at olympiccrest.com. Or if you know somebody that knows me, have them reach out to me on your behalf. I would really love to help anyone that is looking for it. Uh, Nikki says, age is just a number. You have wisdom in your heart. And I, for one, look up to you. Thank you so much. And my mom says it's very hard to age, but always think young. Nancy, you're still young. And I, you got to believe your mom, right? <laughs> Who looks great for her age, by the way, as well. And then the last thing I really want to touch on today is imposter syndrome. I've been dealing with a little bit of it lately. Um, I think that as we go through our careers, we can be great until we're not in our own heads. And I, sometimes I don't even know where it comes from, but I have always been an independent agent agency. I have resisted the urge to sell my agency or to join a larger organization 
because I had a very specific way that I wanted to run my business. I wanted to support small businesses. I wanted to have an agency that supported work-life balance. I had certain things that were important to me and I knew I would have to give those up. But I have heard it for so many years, you can't do what we can because we're bigger. I've heard it from prospects. Well, you know, that other, you know, ABC agency, you know, they've got 50 employees and you only have five. How can you help us? Well, the truth of the matter is there's going to be two people working in your account, whether it's my agency or their agency. Um, and I have the same resources. They just may not be internal. But even though I know this, I still get in my head sometimes and I still get in that comparison mode. And um, I did a post on this the other day and it's a well-known saying that comparison is the thief of joy. And I cannot emphasize that enough. The minute we start comparing ourselves to others, we start losing. Don't do it. It's not worth it. We all sometimes look at ourselves and say, hmm, do I really deserve that? And I, for one, oftentimes have told myself, no, you don't deserve that. You're not good enough. But I am, and I do. And I know that every one of you that happens to be joining me today, you're good enough, and you deserve it too. So, um, okay, let me wrap up with these last comments. Uh, okay, we already got that one. Wisdom for the pain. Yep, that is for sure. Uh, so thank you all for that. I think what I am going to do is I'm going to do one of these quarterly. And uh, I barely touched on um, a lot of the topics that I had listed um, talking about today. We'll save that for, for another episode. What I'd really like to thank you all um, about so much for joining me and supporting me. I was very nervous to do this on my own. And I actually asked a few people if they would support me. That's a, that's a new one for me. I don't usually ask for support. So um, it means the world to me that you join me. And I just, again, thank you all so much. And next week, we'll be back with a regular guest and probably no tears. So thanks again, everyone. Have a great day.